Welcome to me again, week five, not today. And I'm gonna need everyone to stick with me on this one when I say that this was one of the greatest weeks I've had in a very long time, especially the greatest one I've had since starting this show. And you're not gonna believe me. After, (laughs) let me put it this way, after Sunday, you're gonna think that this was an extremely depressing, sad week. But no, it was fantastic. I got to go to Google, I had an amazing date with Emily, and I created the greatest Halloween costume of all time. So make sure to stick around and check it out, because this is me again, the self-help podcast about helping myself. Hey everybody, it's me again coming to you live from the middle of fighting off a really bad anxiety attack and that's probably going to be my entire week and it sucks and I know my voice sounds like I'm about to cry, that's, I mean, (laughs) I'm not, but Maybe, but it's mostly because I've been recording. I recorded for four and a half hours tonight, so my voice is almost gone. Um, but let's get in. Let's get into it really quick. Um, and it's it's stupid, and I know I shouldn't say it's stupid because, like, I I I'm feeling the way I feel, and I need to respect that, and I need to honor that, and just as I would with other people. But God, it feels so dumb. But um, so I have to get a flu shot. And I know that to like 80 to 90% of everyone listening, that's no big deal and that's nothing and it doesn't matter, but, um, it's a lot for me because I mean, I've got every every time I think about needles or injections, I have this violent sense of impending doom and horror and shock. And it's worse because, and I've read about it online because I basically spent all day at work researching ways for me to not feel like this ahead of getting a flu shot in ways to make me feel better. Spoiler alert, it didn't. Um, but I did try and turns out that most people don't have just a traditional phobia when it comes to needles and i most people have like a combination of a multiple multiples of things of um whether that be a traditional phobia mixed with hypersensitivity to needle pain or in my case a, a traditional phobia mixed with a terrible vasovagal response to it. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. But essentially what it means is when I think about needles or talk about needles for too long, I my body will get anxious and anxious and anxious and then like the Windows 95 shutdown just and I will pass out. And it's horrifying because now not only do I have the perceived pain I also have the cautious anxiety of embarrassment of, oh no, I'm going to pass out in front of all these people. Like when I got my tattoos, the first time I legitimately did, I had a seizure and I passed out. The second tattoo I got, which just shows you how dumb I am, that after that I got a second tattoo. About five minutes in, I literally looked at the guy and said, hey, we're going to have to not for a few until my adrenaline kicks in or else I'm going to pass out in your chair. And he goes, okay, bud. So that was good. And I know it's my fault. Why the anxiety is built and built and built is also because I haven't had 
an injection since right before I went to college. I haven't had an injection or a needle stuck in my body since before I went to college where I went and got some vaccinations that I needed to get done. Since then, the only time a needle has entered my body is for a tattoo. And for some reason, that's fine. I don't understand why, but my body's like, yeah, that's fine. But when it's just that one precise prick of pain, it messes with me and turns me into this blabbering idiot. And, um, I don't know what it is. And I'm afraid that it's going to keep me like this. Cause I remember when we moved to Orlando, I had to get a physical done for wrestling school and I was terrified and horrified that they're going to have to take my blood. And they didn't, but just because I had that fear of needles in me and it being so close I I freaked out just about every single day and it also led to me making bad anxiety choices which made everything a lot worse and I I am terrified and I am horrified and I'm I'm still going to do it I'm I'm going to try to do it for now let's try to distract ourselves with the four pillars of awesomeness and why don't we start with what I did that wasn't awesome And that was my reaction to all of this and the fact that it's very difficult for me to stay present right now because I'm so fixated on that moment that I know is could be one day away, it could be five days away, but no matter what, it's not right now. And I shouldn't be fixated on that. I shouldn't be fixated on anything but the moment right now. And I shouldn't let my anxieties control me. And I, I know that I know that I can't help it at this point. I know that I still need to train and do the meditations and get mindful. But it just sucks that I can't be that right now. And God, <laughs> this is like going to start sounding like an emotional episode because of how much my voice is gone. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, almost all none of my anxiety is based on the current moment. All of my anxiety comes from stuff that's either in the future or in the past. Um, and rarely stuff in the past. Almost all my anxiety is towards the future and not even defined things about the future. Uh, other than getting a flu shot right now. The majority of my anxiety comes from me thinking thoughts of like, I have not felt the worst pain I'm going to feel in my entire life yet. Or I've not felt the most sad I'm ever going to feel in my entire life yet. And realizing that I have a lot of pain ahead for me, that's a lot of what my anxiety comes from. And I always try to combat combat it. I always try to combat it by saying that, oh, sorry, I'm passing by a pharmacy that has an ad for flu shots, and it's taken it's taken me there. I probably shouldn't be talking about needles and all of this stuff that makes me want to pass out while driving. But hey, I got to get home. But I I try to combat those thoughts of I've not felt the worst pain by also realizing that if that's logically true that I've yet to experience the worst pain. That also means I've yet to experience the greatest joy I'm going to feel or the most excited bout of happiness. The greatest moment in my life has yet to come. 
the worst moment may not have happened yet, but also the greatest moment haven't ha- hasn't happened yet. And so that's always what I try to tell myself in those moments. But even then, it I don't think it fights it off as well as just sitting back and looking at myself and living in this moment because this moment I'm in right now is beautiful. I'm talking to you guys. I'm driving home. I just had a great time recording with my best friend. But this damn fear of needles is keeping me so, so distracted from enjoying this moment. And this is what my entire year has been like has been anxiety for things that aren't going to happen in decades from now or years from now. That's distracting me from living in what's been one of the best years of my entire life, and I hate it. But, sorry, um... I I think I think sounding like I'm sad is making me sad and that sucks. So let's get into happy talk. Um I I don't know if I just rambled and didn't make a point, but I don't know. I need to live in the moment and that's what I did today that wasn't awesome was I allowed myself to be fully thrown out of the moment by the fact that I have to get a flu shot. Now, what am I grateful for today? And today I am actually grateful for a show, a podcast that really does help me when I get in this mood, when I get in the everything's terrible and the future's going to go perfectly wrong mood. There's a podcast called Wonderful by Griffin McElroy and his wife Rachel, and it's literally just this beautiful husband and wife sitting down, looking looking at each other and telling them, their favorite things that week. And it might be something as beautiful as a poem or something as dumb as Bud Light Lime, but for those 10 beautiful minutes, they will sit and look at each other and treat it with the utmost respect and utmost joy. And it is a beautiful celebration of happiness and joy. And I love wonderful for that, is that when I get in these moods where my mind refuses to relent Wonderful is there to distract me and remind me that even though right now seems bad, there's still Bud Light Lime and there's still beaches and there's still looking at a mountain on a rainy day. <laughs> like there's still all of these amazing things around me. And that's why Wonderful is the thing that I'm super grateful for today. Now, what did I do today that was awesome? Um, I... Like I said, I recorded for four hours with my best friend, and we created three episodes, <laughs> technically four, because one of them ran so long that I'm going to have to split it up, but four episodes of really awesome wrestling that said farewell to the WWE 2K19 games, and it was a fun celebration of all of these characters that we may never get to see again because once it goes to WWE 2K20, I don't know how many of these characters I'm going to be able to bring over. It's going to take me way too long to rec- replicate everybody. So I we had to pick and choose which ones that we wanted to bring with us. So tonight we got to celebrate. And I know they're, they're creator wrestlers in a video game, but they're also the main characters in the story we're telling, like this beautiful narrative that we're weaving. And I don't know, It's it would be the same as if, like, uh, George Lucas being sad when Darth Vader dies at the end of episode six. It just, that's that's our character. That's our baby. And it 
even if it's even if it's something that has to happen, it still sucks and it's still. But it's wait. I was talking about what was good about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I'm. I'm letting my mood dictate the way I'm talking, and that's not good. I need to get back on point. Um. Yeah, it was a a celebration of all of the good things, the good things that we've created in that show over the past year. So yeah, I and I'm really excited to see how the fans react to it because we've got. We've recorded six weeks up until the pay-per-view, which is going to be roughly around the end of November. And so that's all going to be really fun to see how people react to the storylines and everything that we've built up. Um, Now, finally, what did I do today to help myself? And it's something that I... uh, I think I'm going to go a little bit more vague with help myself because I don't know if this is helping me or not, but it's something I'm doing to attempt to help me because I know it's something that's helped in the past. I'm going on an intermittent fasting diet, which I know for some people doesn't work. I know for some people intermittent fasting sucks uh, because either they have like low blood sugar and they need something to keep them going. But for me, I've done intermittent fasting in the past and I like it a lot because I feel like I do my best work when I'm hungry. Uh, it, it just like, I don't know if it's spurning my mind on to be more creative and more focused when I'm hungry, but for some reason being hungry really helps me. And usually when I eat, I just want to lay down and take a nap or something. So intermittent fasting is awesome because until two o'clock each day, I'm just living in this flow state of, yes, I'm hungry. And yes, that does kind of suck, but also that makes me focus on other things and that makes me focus on myself and what I need to do to go get through with this world. And if any of you out there have tried out like intermittent fasting, let me know your experiences with it and if you've done anything else that might have helped more or less because right now I'm thinking staying vegan and doing intermittent fasting might be the best thing for me because I I wanted to do the keto diet. I've tried the keto diet a lot of times. But it's also way too violently strict to a point where, like, if you stray from the keto diet, you spend the next two weeks trying to get back into ketosis, which means that cheap meals are an absolute no-no, which means that any small slip-up is a no-no. And keto worked for me when I was firmly into the world of dieting and working out. Like, after three years of being firmly in that world, keto worked for me because I had discipline and I had strength. And I was able to get through it. But right now, I need just something to get me down to where I can start focusing and being back to becoming me again. Um, But I'm about to go inside and drink a lot of water and make my voice sound less like I'm about to cry. And I will see you guys tomorrow for what will hopefully be a lot better day. Sorry. Hey guys, it's me again, and uh, sorry about yesterday, things got a little out of hand there, Uh, it actually got worse by the time I hung up on you guys, and that's a weird way to call it, this is not a phone call, because I cannot hear what you're saying as much as I would love to, Uh, but as soon as I got done off that, it just kept getting worse and worse, and then I ended up crying, and that was weird, and then I woke up Emily, and then me and her had to talk about 
how severe my phobia is, and uh, I'm going to get into that later, but yeah, I'm one of those people that my external really starts to dictate what my internal feelings are, so like, if I act like I'm scared, I'll eventually get scared, and it's it's kind of powerful when I want to feel happy, I can just kind of fake it till I make it, but also, if I start to act in a way that would make me feel sad, or... Like last night, my voice was shaky because I had been recording for four hours, and therefore it sounded like I was sad, so I just started getting more and more sad, (laughs) and I think that's what happened last night, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and now let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness, because what I'm grateful for today and who is completely awesome is my wife, because last night I got in there and it was getting worse and worse and worse and I woke she woke up and I was absolutely a bawling mess because of a flu shot and she looks over at me and goes I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning and I'm gonna look up where we have to go to get flu mist and for those of you who don't know I think it's one of those things I honestly thought didn't exist anymore or it might have been a fever dream I came up with when I was like 11 or something. But flu mist is essentially an inhalable flu vaccine. There have been some issues with it. Some people have said it's not been effective enough, but from what we've seen in all the research we did, it's just as effective as a, about as effective as a flu shot. Um, So Emily woke up this morning and spent a solid amount of her time at work researching places to get flu mist And now on Friday, we're actually going to have to drive 40 minutes into Georgia just to get flu mist. And what was bad was she offered it up to me last night. And I don't know if it was because my anxiety was already attacking, but for some reason it made it worse. And it made it worse because my brain then went, oh yeah, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. You coward. You're going to take the easy way out. You're going to take the easy way out of this. And it just, I started to feel such guilt for something that is an option. Like it's something that was made for a people who are allergic, but B probably also individuals with the exact same phobia that I have and severe issues that I have. And I know I shouldn't feel guilty about taking that way out, but God, it ate away at me last night and even into this morning of me being like, oh, I'm a coward. I'm a little baby. I'm, it, it's, it's toxic masculinity BS from when I was a kid and people would t- tell me stuff like this. And what's bad is even at work, I was telling people about like, yeah, on Friday we're going to uh, Carrollton, Georgia to get flu mist done because of how scared I am of needles. And instead of them being like, oh, I've met people like that or something like that, they were just like, okay, whatever, and like basically mocking me. And it hurts for that to happen, and it still messes with me because, like, I have tattoos, and I'm fine with getting tattoos. But And I talked about this yesterday. The needle just, it messes with me. But um, I told Emily about all of that, about me about my brain bullying me essentially into thinking that I am a coward and uh, I should be ashamed of myself for trying to get uh, flu mist to ease my anxiety for right now. And she just goes, okay, well, you know, we're going for me too, right? And I said, what? And she goes, I'm afraid of needles too. And she's, 
Like I said, not as bad as I'm, but she is terrified of needles. She goes, so I'm more than willing to go and get the flu mist as well. So she, not only did she find me a way to ease my anxieties, she also found a way to, she found a way to ease it twice. Once with getting rid of the flu shot and the second of getting rid of the anxiety behind all of it by basically saying like, hey, I'm anxious too and it's going to suck. So why don't we go make a day out of it? And we are. So hopefully if we can find someone to watch Ripley, we're going to have just a mini date where we go to Carrollton and then drive through to Atlanta and pick out our Halloween costumes. And it's going to be a beautiful day and I'm really excited for it. So that's what I'm grateful for today is my amazing wife. Now, what did I do today that was awesome? Well, number one, I finished watching Barry. I watched both seasons. It is an amazing show on HBO. If you And I think I may have already brought this up as a thing that's awesome. But yeah, Barry is a fantastic show. And I finally, I used to be a person who could not binge watch anything. And I've been getting better and better at binging. And I binged all of Barry and finished it. And it sucks because like, it's it's a show that's very good about tying up loose ends and then immediately unraveling some ends that you didn't even think were there. Um, so, like, the, I finished the season, and everything seemed tied up in a nice little bow for Barry. His life was going on perfectly fine, and then in, like, the past, in the last two minutes, just this one moment happens, and snap everything's messed up again. Everything's gone wrong, and the show has now become chaos once again. And I know that's what makes it an enthralling show, but God, it makes me mad. Makes me mad that my my good, good Barry boy isn't going to get the life that he wants to live. Um, that's one thing I did that was awesome was finish Barry. And also, I updated our merchandise website to have snapback hats on it now, which is insane to me that... Once again, like I said, I didn't think I could sell a bomber jacket. And then suddenly we were selling bomber jackets. And then I didn't think we could sell, like, fanny packs, but we can. And now we've got these awesome snapback hats for opposite attractions and fight boys. I may make a me again one. I don't know what I would put on it. So if anybody out there wants to come up with an idea for merch for this show, I'm more than welcome to it. I used to come up with merch, like, every single day and... I don't know. I think it's because I'm now spinning way too many plates to come up with great merch ideas. But whatever you guys would like to see for me again merch, let me know uh, at Scotty Mo on the Twitter. Now, what did I do today that wasn't awesome? Uh, and it sucks because this is supposed to be the day where I do all of my morning routine stuff. This is These are supposed to be the days where I actually do get in the meditation and the um, morning coffee and all of that because all I have to do is take care of Ripley. And if, as long as she's not dirty or not hungry or is asleep, she's fine. Like, I can get rid of... I can do basically whatever I want, which means I can do my yoga... And instead, I sat in bed all day and slept and watched Barry. And it was a great morning. I mean, it was. It was a very, very good morning. I got to enjoy it with my baby. But also, I know I should have done more. I know I was being a real lazy butt this morning. And it's kind of... It, it's watching it's watching those individual pieces fall off that scares me. 
and that's making me go, okay, I need to jump back on the wagon. Duolingo messaging me and basically saying, like, I have your family hostage. Please complete a French lesson or else you'll never see them again. Yeah, Duolingo's not doing it for me, so I've got to, I've got to commit back to the self-help routine that I need. So that's where I'm at right now is jumping on and off self-help routines. Now, what I do today to help myself? And one is I learned a lot of stuff about neotropics or nootropics. I have no idea how it's pronounced, but it's basically brain smart drugs. And that's the dumbest thing to call it. And I've, I've, I've used them like once or twice in the past. I've used them without knowing they are neotropics. The only time I've actually used a neotropic knowing it was was... It's the, it's the stuff you get behind that weird glass case in a gas station, which means, oh yeah, it's probably not the safest thing for you, but it's called Sleepwalker, and I can't remember what the main, like, drug in it is, but it's supposed to help focus, and it, it does all the stuff that most of the brain, the brain drugs talks about. It helps you focus, it helps you concentrate, it reduces depression, and I said, I'm gonna try that, and I tried it once, had a pretty great response, second time less so, third time even less, and that's what they say is that, I I wish I could remember the active ingredient right now, but you develop a tolerance very quickly, and also if you try to, it has a really bad come down once you try to quit it, and I learned that because after only like a few days of doing it, not taking that drug anymore gave me the worst headache and constant panic attacks. So whatever's in, uh, it's also where I learned about GABA. So I'm happy I got GABA out of it, but whatever that other thing is that's in there, uh, don't take that. But I looked up a lot of stuff about neotropics. I learned that apparently nicotine, when not combined with like the other chemicals in cigarettes, when taken just naturally, can activate as a neotropic. It'll help you with like focus and stuff like that. And that's when I went, oh, that's that's why I've been so fuzzy minded lately is I quit the vaping, which was giving me like a constant flow of nicotine. So that was weird was learning that. Also, caffeine is one. And I learned about a bunch of different ones, and I'm hopefully going to start taking one soon whenever I can figure out which one I want to take. And it'll help me focus, and it'll help with the anxiety, and I'm really hoping that's what's going to get me back where I can go. Cause like, because like I saw a, uh, a meme last night, and it was someone on Tumblr, and they go, my favorite piece of advice that people give me for my ADHD and anxiety is to meditate as if I could focus on anything long enough to meditate. And then someone replied to that and they go, um, yeah, I used to think it was complete BS when they would uh, go into meditation ceremonies and they would say, just clear your mind and think of nothing. And now I'm realizing that people with normal brains can actually probably think of nothing if they tried. So that's where I'm at. I mean, I... And this is the toxic masculinity BS talking again. But, like, it feels weird to be like, I need a drug to help me get better. But I do feel like in my situation and in many people's situations, that can assist you. Whether that be natural stuff like me with St. John's Wort and GABA. Or if you go through uh, an actual medical route. However, I feel like take all the assistance you can get. You don't lose points for getting assistance in your mental health journey. No one's going to call a DQ on the mental health journey because you got assistance from someone else. 
You don't have to go it alone. Ask for help. So that's one of the things that I did today to help myself. And the second one, and this is applicable to everybody listening to this right now. If you are having a moment and you're thinking, I can't do this, or thinking this is going to suck, or whatever, or even just waking up at the beginning of the day, just clap your hands together and say, this is going to be great. And mean it. I don't mean jokingly be like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, earlier today, I was dreading recording a load of BS because it's the it's the show we prepared the least for. Like, that's the spirit of the show is improv. And that terrifies me each week because I'm like, I have nothing to say. Nothing will happen. I, I have no idea what we can come up with in that hour. That could, How can we do it? And I just calmed myself. And I looked at myself in the mirror and said, we are about to record an amazing episode of A Load of BS. And with that, everything, all the anxieties calmed, everything washed away. And it allowed me to go to my show focused and concentrating and ready to go as opposed to being in an anxious state that says, I can't do this. We shouldn't do this. Let's prolong this. Um, Instead, I just looked at myself and said, you know what? This is going to be great and we're going to be fine. Because I feel like the brain tells you, your brain tells you too much. You got to ignore it sometimes and just contradict whatever your brain's saying. Like um, in high school, my piece of advice I would always give anybody who was worried about a test or anxious about anything, just look at the test, laugh and say, screw it, I'm awesome. And if you believe in yourself and you believe that you are awesome, you're going to ace that test. You're going to go into it with less test anxiety and more confidence because as far as that test is concerned, you don't care. Screw it. You're awesome. You can do it. And I'm, I'm going to say that to each and every one of you listening right now. Screw it. Whatever is going on in your life, screw it. You're awesome. You got this. But I am going to go in the house now and drink a bunch of water because I've been really dehydrated the past few days, and I don't know why, and it really sucks. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again, and it's very cold, and it is one in the morning, and I should not still be awake. I have to leave for Atlanta at like seven tomorrow for my meeting with Google, and... Yeah, I'm running a little bit behind, but for good reason that I'll get into in a few minutes. But other than that, it was it was a day like I went and I worked at my house. I woke up super early so I didn't get enough sleep. So at one point I was just sitting in my office chair and fell asleep in it. Um, I got the new WWE game and it is hot garbage. So uh, if anybody out there was looking to get the new WWE game, don't. It sucks because that's kind of the main thing we do a lot of our wrestling shows with is the latest WWE game and finding out the latest one sucks is not a good feeling. So I got to deal with that all day. But other than that, it was a pretty average day with some pretty big highs and pretty big lows. And I will get into them as we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for today? And I think just being in a place now where I can take a nap and have it not be a two-hour affair, 
I guess it might have been the fact that I was sitting sitting straight up that made it hard for me to take a very lengthy nap, but uh, the ability to take a power nap is something that has eluded me my entire life, and I've always been jealous of people who could just conk out for like 30 minutes and then wake back up. Meanwhile, every single time I try to take a nap, it's like, lay down and then not be able to sleep. Then the 30-minute timer for when I was supposed to wake up goes off, but now I'm too tired, and then I just fall asleep for three hours. That's usually how a nap goes in the world of Scotty Moe. But the fact that I was able to get a normal nap today, I am extremely grateful for, because I definitely needed it. Because last night I was up with Emily and Ripley for a while, after I'd even, even after I'd gotten back into the house. Now, what did I do today that's awesome? And it's related to something I talked about last week, but I know I talked about the fact that I came up with Christmas presents for everybody. Well, I have revamped what I want to do for Emily's Christmas present, because while I was looking up places that would print off just like a vinyl record sleeve, I found a website that will make a vinyl record of any playlist you give them. So if you have like uh, certain songs that are very important to you, you can get it put on a record and then customize the label for it and give it to people for presents. So that's what I'm doing for Emily. And that's also why I'm up at 1.30 as I spent the last hour and a half trying to curate the perfect playlist to go on there for her. And what I eventually came down to was I decided to do a bunch of songs that A, I knew she would like, but B, would also kind of tell the story of us. And that is a very lengthy story that I can't get into on this show. But, like, um, me and her dated for a while in high school. And by a while, I mean, like, literally four days. Then we broke up. But then we kept, like, getting back together, growing apart, getting back together and doing stuff like that. And so, like, I had the song Magic by... or uh, No, Magic is the last song on the album. But I also have the song Ghost by Mystery Skulls which is all about, you know, disappearing and the world might do me in, but it's all right because I'm with friends. It's, it's a beautiful song, and I decided to put that as the moment where we decided to break up permanently, like basically all throughout when I was in college and throughout where I was in Florida, we had no more communication with each other until I moved back, uh, moved back to Oxford, and then literally like a month later she messaged me. She didn't know I'd moved back. It was just like this amazing coincidence, and then, of course, for that part, I put, um, oh man, I can't remember what the artist is, but uh, the song Back in Town, and it's all about, like, your man is back in town, that's that's what I put in for that moment, because I'm that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited. I've never made a playlist or, like, a mixtape for anybody before, so it was really interesting to go through and try to handpick these different songs to go through, go into different selections and different spots and making sure that Emily would like them and make sure thematically they worked together and made sure I didn't, like, put a heavy metal song right next to, like, a slow ballad. It was a really interesting process, and I'm kind of into it. Like, I think I might want to do albums every year. I don't know. But uh, that's what I did that was awesome today. Now, what did I do that wasn't awesome? Well, I'll tell you what I did that wasn't awesome. I didn't, I didn't stick up for myself when I should have. Because, essentially, we talked last week about the fact that I might get fired from work if I don't reach the number of sales per hour that I need. So, today, 
I'm at work trying to sell to customers and trying to get our shipment put up and all that. And my manager calls me and says, hey, why don't you come over to this completely different department that's not yours and help us in the stock room? And I told her in that moment, hey, I'm still working with customers and I have shipment to put up. And she goes, well, we'll just come over here. And so I finished up with that last customer and then I walked in there and spent two hours in the back room of, of the store not being with customers, not getting the sales that I needed, and basically wasting my time because it wasn't my department I was working in. And the whole time I was sitting there fuming, thinking like, what kind of a manager does that? What kind of a person says something like, I I don't know, says something like, hey, I know that you need all of these sales that you can get or else you're fired, but hey, why don't you get work off the floor for two hours, you know? But I never said anything. I just kept it in my head and I kept fuming over it and fuming over it and it got nowhere. And that's not a good feeling because I just kept everything bottled up and didn't do anything with it other than kind of whine and complain to myself. And I don't feel like that's not the kind of person I want to be. That's not the kind of person that I strive to be in life. I like to let people know how I feel. And it sucks that I was too anxious and too angry to actually do that today. So that's what I did that wasn't awesome. Now, how did I help myself today? And A, the good, good naps I took really, really helped me. And also moving around scheduling things. Because, like I said, in my, I, I'm constantly thinking, I can work, I can work, I can work, I need to get everything done today. But I don't. And today I looked at my calendar and went, hey, just move that over here or move that there. Um, you don't have to get all that done today. And I basically, I gave myself permission to take a nap. And I appreciate myself for that. So that's one thing I did to help myself. The other one that I did to help myself is I did not... I, I I wasn't fake. So essentially today I was in, interviewed for, oh man, they're going to kill me because I cannot remember the name of the podcast right now. It's, I'm, I'm exhausted and it's late, but it's hosted by Todd Cochran, who is a huge guy in the podcasting world. Like he owns one of the biggest, or I think he's the CEO. I, can, I don't know the exact, his exact role in that company, but he works in one of the biggest podcast hosts of all time. And he interviewed me for his show today, and I could have given to what that show does normally because he was talking to me like, oh, yeah, I normally interview like people who do business podcasts and self-help podcasts. I went, oh, like mine? He goes, no, no, not like yours. And, uh, yeah, I could have easily gave in and then spent the next 30 minutes of that interview being like, well, yes, I started the show back in 2016. It was more of a way to connect than anything else. And then it just grew into a movement. But I didn't. I, I, he was not giving me anything, by the way. The energy was very low for it. But I was still coming back at him with everything I had, like throwing everything against the wall, putting everything out there. Like I spent the majority of the show talking and trying to explain to him how I do a wrestling audio drama. And so that's where I came from. And he was like, well, tell me about your audience. Who's your audience? I'm like, no, 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 let's not talk about that. Let's talk about, let's talk about the hammer man and all of his crazy antics. He's like, okay, buddy, just calm down. 
Um, so yeah, that it, it was a very fun interview because I love talking about myself, but at the same time, it could have been very easy, easy for me to give in and fake it and pretend to be like a very big hotshot CEO who knows what he's doing. But that's the thing. I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm about and it's not that fake attitude. So that's how I helped myself today was by being real and by being legit because that's, I feel like, I mean, I even told him in response to the people who love this show, I'm like, it's because this is the most real and most legit and most raw, you're going to get Scotty Moe on the internet. And this is the, the closest you get to just pure me, mostly because it's really late and I'm too exhausted to try. I'm too exhausted to try to put on a character. Um, but I am home. I'm really excited because I get to go to my favorite city tomorrow. Second favorite city. I'm sorry, Orlando still has Disney World, which means it beats Atlanta by this much. But I get to go to one of my favorite cities tomorrow. I get to go to Google. I get to have a great day. I'm super excited for it. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again. And today was so amazing. I had a fantastic day. Wednesdays have been great for me for the past few weeks. And part of it is the fact that All Elite Wrestling is a thing now every Wednesday that I get to enjoy. Um, But I also made a very critical error that took it from being probably the best day I've had in a very long time to a pretty damn good day. So... I guess I can get into it when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness because what I'm I'm grateful for today is having super awesome creative friends that are willing to go with me on whatever BS I throw their way because tonight we recorded the 100th episode of Opposite Attractions and in honor of that we played uh the other host, Jim, he designed a game based around Disney theme parks called Surviving the Magic. And the premise of the game is essentially just you're in Magic Kingdom and you have to survive a day without, you know, falling too much in love with it and going crazy or without falling so much out of love with it that you get banned from the park and do something really horrible. And... To me, I was like, that's a good idea, but the show, that means the show would just be us going to a theme park, and that wasn't interesting enough to me, so I decided to give my character the goal of resurrecting the ghost of Walt Disney in order to make Disney good again, because it was, uh, it's based off a lot of people online who are like, ever since Walt died, it's not his vision anymore, and now it's terrible, and everything's going wrong, and uh, so I based the character off of that, and uh, Jim went with it, and Blake, who guested on the show, he went with it, and we decided, we built this beautiful narrative of this, of this person who loved this park so much, and just wanted it to be perfect, and it, it went amazingly, And it took something that I was worried wasn't going to be very good at story and wasn't going to be a good story to tell and made it amazing. Like, we even had emotional moments (laughs) in it, which was very weird. And it was this really beautiful 
beautiful podcast, and I'm excited for it to come out, and I hope you guys enjoyed this week's Opposite Attractions because of that. Now, what did I do today that was awesome? Y'all, I went to Google. I went to actual Google, and uh, everything they say online about their headquarters being, like, amazing to work in, yeah, I could see it. Because, like, I walked in, and they just said, hey, take a soda, take whatever you want. And they had, like, this amazing selection of soda. And then we all got there, and they decided to take us into the break room. And the break room has, like, this full buffet full of amazing, decadent foods you could eat. And whatever you could want, they would have it there for you. It wasn't, like, any normal workspace I had ever been in before. So that's one thing I did that was awesome. My other awesome thing was the fact that... I feel like I represented podcasting amazingly well. Like, I did have moments where I was being a bit much, because that's just the kind of person I am. My personality can be described as a bit much at times. But at the end of it, people were coming up to me and asking me, like, advice and asking me to help them promote certain things. And, like, a a guy who's making this awesome podcasting app or yeah, it's like an application that's going to help with creating podcasts and uh, the advertising that goes into it. He walked up to me and said, I want your help advertising and I want to interview you. And it was a really great moment of it, it's it's a moment that I've had a lot this year, which is the slow realization of, oh, I am good at this and I am good at talking about this. And I am good at, at expressing why podcasting is so amazing and such a beautiful medium and uh, so that's that's what I did today day that was awesome was sit down with literal like big people at Google and start talking to them about podcasting and telling them things they didn't know and giving them advice about things and how they can make the Google podcast platform even better. And that was an awesome moment was getting to sit down with one of, if not the biggest name in the Internet and being able to teach him a thing or two. Now, what did I do today that wasn't awesome? And this is that critical mistake that I was talking about earlier that took this day from being the best day ever to just being a great day. And it's the fact that I I realized something as I was driving between uh, Atlanta and uh, home. And it was the fact that on those long car rides for the past three, four years... I've always had a vape, or I've always been smoking, or I've always had some source of nicotine, or something to keep me busy and distracted, and on the way, on the way there, I was fine, because I still had that excitement of like, oh yeah, I'm going to Google, but on the way back, like, anxiety was setting in, and I was getting bored, and nicotine cravings kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger, And it got to a point where I couldn't help it, and I pulled over, and I bought a pack of cigarettes. And it sucked. And I I immediately said, okay, I'll just smoke on long car rides. That's what I'll tell them on, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, that's what I'll tell them on the podcast. I'll tell them that I only do it on long car rides, and that's the only time I smoke. But then I got home, and then when I went to work, I ended up smoking on my break, And then I ended up smoking on my way home and then smoking right before I recorded this. And that's when I went, yeah, this is probably not a good thing. Like uh, the fact that I I, I needed to reach a moment where I said, "Okay, 
I'm I'm at a point of addiction where I can't quit cold turkey, and that sucks. And I had to go in there, and I looked at my dad, who a couple of weeks ago, I looked at him and I said, hey, I'm going to quit vaping, I'm going to quit doing all of that stuff, because he was very adamant uh, after all of those vaping-related deaths came out of telling me, like, hey, I need to quit vaping. And I tried to tell him all the stuff of, like, no, you don't understand, those were, like, THC cartridges that were tampered with and stuff like that but he wasn't having it and he even went so far as to say I will buy your vape from you and as I've talked about on this show we've had we've had monetary like issues so I went okay I really need money I'll sell you the vape and so I told him like hey I owe you I I owe dad a lot of money and he's been very nice about adjusting and not forcing me to pay everything back in huge chunks. And so I said, hey, why don't you just take off like 300 from what I owe you and I'll quit vaping. And tonight I had to walk in there after smoking and I looked at him and I said, I have to vape. Because right now what's happening is I'm getting anxious, 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 anxious. And then I'm buying a pack of cigarettes and I'd much rather have a vape that I can rely on whenever I need a shot of nicotine versus being anxious and then buying a pack of cigarettes and then ruining my lungs because y'all lungs are important. Lungs are important for talking. And I kind of do that a lot between the five podcasts I do. And so I looked at him and I said, I I have to start vaping again. And he said, "I, I understand. And he was very respectful. He was like, you're a grown man. You can make your own decisions. And I know you're making the wisest one for you right now. And I said, thank you. And that was a way I helped myself was by going, I know I can't quit nicotine cold turkey like I thought I could. And having the having that moment of saying, hey, I'll I'll see what I can do. I'll try to lower the amount of nicotine I, I put in the vape and stuff like that. But at this point, I can't I can't quit it. And that sucks to say. That sucks to be like, I am not strong enough in this moment to quit cold turkey like I have in the past. But uh, I feel like it was very important. I feel like it's a good way for me to move forward in the future. So that's one way I helped myself today. The other way I helped myself today was I just talked to Emily a lot. And like we were talking about last week, love is a choice and love is something that you constantly have to work on and keep advancing and keep making better and uh well firstly Emily got sleep last night so she was already in a better mood today but we're going on an awesome date Friday to Atlanta we talked about we talked about what we wanted to do where we wanted to eat all of these amazing and we had this amazing lengthy conversation back and forth and we kept staying in contact throughout the entire day whereas usually uh, I'm very I'm very scarce with how much I talk to not just Emily, but most people like uh, usually I'll just send back for, back and forth like little small messages and I'll, I'll find something that makes me chuckle. I'll send that. But I, I never have like full important conversations with people. And that sucks. Like the, the most in-depth and emotional I ever get as far as conversations go is actually on this podcast. So it was a very awesome moment to be able to sit down with Emily and have a great moment of me and her joking back and forth and basically reminding each other why we're here and why we love each other so much. And it was something that was long overdue and well needed. 
and it made me so excited for Friday and so excited that she's my wife and yeah it was it was a really freaking good day guys I don't know what to tell you I got to do one of my favorite activities which is drive to somewhere far away I got to listen to my favorite podcast on the way there and on the way back I got to talk to my beautiful wife I got to record an amazing episode of a podcast I got to watch my favorite show on TV right now which is AEW wrestling and now I'm at home, I'm getting a nicotine headache, which sucks, so I'm going to go in, take some medicine, drink some water, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again, it's 2am in the morning, I'm exhausted and I have to be up in 4 hours, so I'm going to try to rush through this one today. But, uh, yeah, normal day, I edited, I recorded, I did work. You know, the, the, ba- <laughs> the basics. I'm also going to ramble probably today because I'm very, very tired. So let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what's awesome today? What am I grateful for? And I got two. Number one, I am super grateful for the show Punch Up the Jam. It's another one of my, anytime I go on a trip like anywhere and have to binge a podcast while I'm like driving from city to city or flying on a plane, I will binge Punch Up the Jam. It's a show where essentially they listen to either really bad or sometimes amazing songs and break it down, analyze it bit by bit. And I I don't mean like I don't want to say this is going to sound bad. I don't mean like good analyzation. I mean like joking analyzation where they make up fun theories about the song that actually aren't true. Uh, So it's a really, really fun show. And at the end of it, they punch up the jam, as it were, because they write their own brand new version of the song. So, like, they did Misery Business by Paramore and rewrote it to be all about the book Misery. And uh, they've done a lot of really good... episodes about different songs and in fact if you go to my Podchaser account I have a list that's essentially uh, podcasts that I will repeat listen to like episodes that I'll repeat listen to or good shows to introduce people to it and uh, I I put a few punch up the jam episodes on there like um, my personal favorite one they've done because of how buck wild it is is them and Paul F. Tompkins did the song L.A. Woman by The Doors, and I was never a big Doors fan, so I never realized how buckwild insane that song is. So yeah, punch up the jam. Check it out if you need a new show. So that's one thing I'm grateful for. The second is the city of Atlanta, and I know this is the weird day to bring up Atlanta because I'm going there tomorrow, and I went there yesterday, but Atlanta, it feels like a second home to me at this point because, like, it has anything you could ever want. Like, it's got a bar. Like, if you want to go out and have a very fancy experience at a bar, they've got the uh, red phone booth. If you want to go and have an insane time at, like, a dive bar that's real sketchy, there's the Vortex. If you want to go to a really nice part of town, there's, um, there's these awesome, like, areas where you can go walk up and down and find these uh, elegant shops. Or there are these boho kind of areas that 
have, um, I, I found a place, it, it used to be a mall, and now they've kind of turned it into this bohemian mall that has all of these independently owned stores, and there's a golf course, or a mini golf course on the roof of it with, an, uh, with a bar. It's a really great city that I love going to, and I'm so excited to go again tomorrow, because uh, it's been a while since me and Emily have been able to have just a day where we can relax and spend a, a nice long time in Atlanta without having to worry about the kids or anything else like that. So Atlanta is something I'm super grateful for. Now, what did I do today that's awesome? And if my mom and dad are listening, just skip ahead like three minutes because I finally fleshed out what I want to get everybody for Christmas, including them. And the way I figured it out is I just asked, I said, Mom, what do you want? What do you think Dad wants? She goes, I just want something. I want you to make something that involves you and Ripley, so me and the baby. And I took that and I extended it to be me and the whole family. And so my idea of what I'm going to do is basically make parody movie posters with each of us in them. So, like, me and Emily will have our own poster. My mom and dad will have their own poster. I'm going to have my mom and dad, I'm going to put them in the Beetlejuice poster, and I will be Beetlejuice in the middle of it. And uh, the reason I'm up so late is because the Photoshop brain kicked in, which meant I had a project I wanted to finish... And I would not stop until it was completed. And the project was the first poster I designed. And it was the It poster. And instead of normal Pennywise, I put Ripley. So I took a picture where Ripley is smiling. And it's really sweet when it's a baby. But when I put that creepy clown makeup on it, it's so unnerving and disturbing. And I really love the way it turned out. In fact, uh... Once Christmas rolls around, I'll probably put up all the posters on Twitter for people to take a look at. So that's what I did today that was awesome, was I I made a really awesome poster and started getting ready for Christmas. Now, what did I do today that was not awesome? And it was one of those days where everything kind of ran back and forth. I will say the one thing I, I think is the worst is the fact that I did start vaping. Uh, again, so I, I started back up, I rebuilt my whole vape just to make sure it was working perfectly, and I was like, oh, good, I'm on my vape, I'm not gonna want to smoke, and then I smoked, and it sucked, like, it, it was at a point where I felt horribly sick, like, I went into work, and I had to immediately go to the bathroom and just sit for a few, like, that kind of moment where I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna puke, but I need to be near a toilet in case I do want to puke. So, yeah, that's one thing I did that wasn't awesome was despite having the thing to help me quit smoking, I still smoked. So, I, 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 feel, really, I feel really disappointed about that. So, that's one thing I did that wasn't awesome. I also, and I guess I needed it. So, this is both something I did that wasn't awesome and also helped me. But I slept in for a very lengthy amount of time. But I've said before, like, on days where my mom keeps Ripley, I don't like sleeping in. Because when Ripley's grandma on Emily's side gets her, all that means is I wake up at 7, give Ripley to her. And then if I want to sleep in, I can just go back and fall asleep. But for my mom, if if I'm not over there, she doesn't get to keep Ripley. So I I always feel bad about keeping mom from seeing her granddaughter. So that's the two things I did today that wasn't awesome. Now, finally, what did I do today to help myself? And um, 
this, if you want to know the majority of my bad, bad, bad panic attacks and where they've come from in the past year, it has come from a kind of reoccurring existential crisis I've had since I was a kid. And as a kid, I would always stay up late at night and panic over the idea of eternal life because thinking about that always freaked me out because I just thought like, hey, I'm going to get bored after a while. And I know the argument that many people have told me, and that is the best argument about it, is the fact that in once we leave this mortal coil and leave this body, our spirit won't won't have any of those emotions like pain or boredom or anything like that, so it'll be fine. That's still me- it still messes with me though. But then last year, I had I had the realization of like, well, what if it is? What if this is just it? What if this is all it is? And when you die, there's nothing else. And that somehow is worse to me. Because at least with eternal life, I have some say in some some semblance of existence. Whereas if I... Someone I heard on a podcast once, someone was just like, if you're worried about eternity, realize you're in eternity right now. It's the... I, I don't know. Like, we are in the middle of eternity. And... So your choice is, do you want to just stop being in that or keep being in that? And I don't know if that's making sense or if I'm expressing that well, because once again, it's two in the morning. Um, So yeah, I've had an existential crisis over the fact of like, both options kind of don't seem fair to like well to me. In fact, the best option I've seen so far is possibly like reincarnation, where I would be reincarnated after this into a new body and... That seems best because I still get to live my life. It's just the problem is I wouldn't remember this life that I'm in right now. Meaning that meaning that the whole concept of death of this being it, that would still be in play, I guess. I don't know. I'm not explaining this well. But I came up with a thought today. I had a thought that really helped me with this issue. And it was that the day it does happen... And the day that I, I find out the answers to the questions that I have in my head and that I've been panicking about, that is a question that will be answered on that day. So I don't need to worry about it until then. Don't let that anxiety get to you today. Don't save all of your worries. Save all of your worries for the day where you need them. Um, and that day is not today. And that was kind of my little mantra I kept repeating to myself is not today. So I think that's what I'm going to... Anytime I'm going ahead, I have these panic attacks about what happens if after death. I think I can just look at myself and say not today. And that'll, that'll help me. And sorry if that got super dark and sent anybody else into a weird spiral. Um, and if so, hey, just get at me on Twitter. We'll talk it out. And I don't know. Yeah, sorry for getting slightly grim. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if that was something I wanted to talk about, but at the end of the day, that is one of my biggest sources of anxiety, so I feel like it is important to bring it to you guys' attention so that you guys know that's one of the things. If I'm ever like, I have a really bad panic attack about this, you guys will understand, like, oh, this is where he's coming from. 
So, yeah, that's where I'm at today. I'm super exhausted. I have to be up in five hours so we can go drive and get flu vaccinations. And you should go get vaccinated, too. Protect yourself, protect the kids. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody, it's me again. I'm extremely exhausted because we had to wake up at 7 in the morning last... I mean, I talked about it last night. I was going to get no sleep today, and I did get no sleep today. So I'm very tired because it's 1 in the morning. Because after me and Emily got home from our super amazing long date, I then had to go record. So I'm very tired. Um, But I did have an amazing day. We woke up. We went and got the flu mist, which was a fun experiment of people pseudo-judging us for... I mean, like, no one really judged us for our choice to not get an injection. Not many people were like, come on, just man up and get a shot, which made me feel very, very good. Uh, So they gave me... They gave me, they gave Emily flu mist, and luckily there wasn't... We didn't feel too much of the effects of it. Like, usually some people, after they get um, the flu, the flu shot will feel some effects and for the most part we didn't today that might change tomorrow but as of right now we feel great and we had a great day we went and searched for our halloween costumes i'm gonna be maleficent she's gonna be like this cool fortune teller where we found this great outfit for her um we spent a majority of the day looking for maleficent horns because i didn't realize that movie just came out like a couple weeks ago, it might have came out like two this week. I don't know, um, but everyone wanted to be Maleficent, meaning that no, there were no horns to be had. And luckily, I found some at Party City. They weren't the best, but they also were the they, they weren't the best that I know exist. But they were the best that I found today. So, so I'm really excited for our costumes. I got a uh, I got some black wings that I'm gonna wear over like a three-piece suit that I've got, and it's going to turn out really, really well, I think. Um, uh, We also got to go to a lot of really good places, like Little Five Points, which is where the Vortex is, and this really great vintage shop known as the Junkman's Daughter. If anybody is around the Atlanta area, go to Junkman's Daughter if you like vintage stuff at all. They've got a lot of really, really cool stuff. So we did that. We went to, um, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's this awesome kind of like bohemian mall that has a uh, golf course or mini golf course on the roof that I talked about yesterday. We got to go there. It's also where they filmed Queer Eye. So I got a lot of like my Atlanta Queer Eye vibes going. In fact, one store had like the, uh, you know, the Catholic candles of like the Virgin Mary and stuff like that. They had those, but it was of the, uh, the Fab Five. And I really enjoyed that. So we got to do that. We went and uh, ate at Stevie B's Pizza, which is essentially like CeCe's Pizza, but ten times better. It's a really great pizza joint. Uh, we And then we came home and had a great drive. We Sometimes when we like drive, me and her will... I don't know, like something will happen where I'll be in my own little world, she'll be in her own little world. But no, we kind of remained connected the whole day, and it... It reminds it reminded me again of just like why I love my wife and why this is a great life that we're living. We even got to like have important conversations. Like she sat me down and told me about like because it's rough for both of us our schedules. So she sat me down and was like we need to find a way to keep the house clean so I can 
at least have some rest. So now I'm going to try to wake up earlier on days where I have Ripley and clean the house. And uh, it was a really, really good day, and a lot of great productive stuff got done, and a lot of fun was had. But for now, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And the first thing I am grateful for today is just shopping at at bo- little boho shops, because you never know what you're going to find. There are places where... Um, you know, like, you, you've got a general idea of what you'll find at a Hot Topic. Or a general idea of what you'll find if you go to, like, Walmart or something. But when you go into a little boho shop, you don't know what you'll find. Like, we found these really cool rainbow iridescent captain's hats. Which I don't know why you would want that, but we found it. And it's amazing. Uh, so we found that at one place. We found these big, amazing heels that have, like, skulls on the back of them. We couldn't afford them, but they were really cool, and I was really mad I couldn't add that to my costume. So, yeah, shopping at Little Boho Shops, and I guess I can, for today, I'll relegate it to specifically Little Five Points in Atlanta. It's a great little shopping area full of, uh, like, CBD products, if you're into that. They've got vape shops, they've got vintage shops, they've got great bars, and also the neighborhood around it is beautiful. Like, uh, Emily, the whole time, I've always wanted to move to Atlanta, at least for like a couple years, just to see if that's that's the city for me. Because I know when I moved to Orlando, I went, I could probably stay here for the rest of my life. And I feel the same way for Atlanta. Like, I, I want to move there and prove it to myself, though. And after driving around a bunch of those little Atlanta neighborhoods, Emily was looking at me like, you know, if you want to move here, I would be totally fine with it because these are the most adorable little townhomes I've ever seen. And they are. They've got really cute little neighborhoods that you can go hang out in. Now, what did I do today that was awesome? And that is build an absolutely amazing, maleficent costume. I know I already kind of talked about it, but like, I, I don't know what I wanted leaving. Like, I know I, all I really wanted was the horns and I wanted a top to go with the outfit. But by the end of the day, I ended up knowing what the, what top I wanted to wear with it. I ended up getting those, these massive black wings at a steal of a price. Like, I think they were only like $20 maybe for it. Um, and then of course we got the horns and we got a lot of really good stuff put together and I'm really excited to like see how it turns out because we're also going to end up doing like some awesome eyeshadow work and some good makeup and it's going to look really, really pretty and I hope you guys enjoy it tomorrow. Also, I'm, I'm going to hopefully record tomorrow. I'm going to feel guilty if I don't, but I am going to a Halloween party at my friend's house, and they always throw absolute ragers for Halloween, so tomorrow I may just do a very quick, slurred, drunken episode, but uh, (laughs) hopefully I'll be able to get that to you guys tomorrow. Now, what did I do today that wasn't awesome, and what I, and what was bad is the fact that the whole day, I was worried about this part of the show, because... I feel like it's important, even when you have an amazing day, like the best day you've had in months, I feel like it's still very important to look at yourself and see, like, what you did wrong, if anything. Because I do believe we always make errors, and it's important to analyze those. And I found what I did wrong, but it was after I had gotten home from the date. I didn't do anything, like, of, of note 
until I got home. And what happened was I did not stay present for me and Blake's recording. I remember after, uh, after we'd got done recording, I sat down in my little rocking chair and I went, oh, wow, I don't really remember anything that we just did. And we recorded for a good, like, hour, hour and 45 minutes, but I just was not present. I was not there for it. And the show kind of suffered for it. Like, by the end of it, I just looked at Blake. I went, I'm probably just going to edit this down to 10 minutes. And uh, that's, it's going to be, I, I, I hope it turns out well. But, yeah, I, I think what I want to do now in the future is before I sit down and record, whether that be Fight Boys or, or anything, actually sitting down and trying to get centered and getting my energy right for the show. That way I can dedicate all of my attention to the show and not get distracted or not get in my head and be able to give them my 110% best attention and uh, exactly what I need to per- put on a great product. Now, what did I do today to help myself and what that was is when we went to I really wish I could remember the name of this mall but we went to the place that and I'll just always refer to it as the place with the mini golf course and the alcohol basically a few of the shops kind of had business practices that I didn't agree with like one of them was one of those specialty crystal stores that are all about spirituality and all of that and I'm perfectly fine with that and I love it But the way they were doing it was almost... It reminded me of the people who would talk crap about Hot Topic back when Hot Topic was essentially just trying to make money off of punk people who loved punk rock. And that's what this store was like. It just felt like they were using, like, Burning Sage and all of these crystals as an excuse to mark up prices and charge people extravagant prices for stuff that's really just supposed to be a personal, spiritual thing. And so it bugged me. And I ended up getting in my head and getting really, really negative. And Emily's blood sugar was getting low. So both of us were not in a good mood. And at that moment, I I looked and said, if we stay here, it's going to get worse. Let's go somewhere. And we ended up leaving and just getting to drive around. And, and we found some stuff to eat. So that helped with Emily's blood sugar. Being in the car and just getting to listen to some podcasts and relaxing with my wife. That helped me. And so it was one of those moments where... I had the mindfulness and I had the presence of mind to say, this is not a good place we're at. I have to find the solution. And luckily I ended up finding a solution relatively fast for us. And I feel like that's very, very important is getting to know yourself and getting to know your triggers of what makes you feel bad, what makes you feel good, and knowing how to help yourself when you get into those situations that you don't want to be a part of. Because our day was so amazing up until that point that I refused to let it go bad. I refused to let anything negative happen. So I, I, I went into warrior mode and said, I'm about to fight these negative feelings and replace them with good. And I did. And it turned out to be a really, really great day. And I've got another day tomorrow with Emily where my parents are going to keep Ripley. So we get another day together tomorrow. And then Sunday, I'm going to be recording a a new series with one of my close friends, somebody who hasn't been on the channel in a very long time. And I'm super excited to see how how the show turns out. So it's going to be a really great weekend. I don't have to work the whole weekend. I worked for eight days in a row, and it really started to mess with my mental health. So... This is a very well-deserved and a good-feeling weekend, but for now, 
I'm so tired, and I just can't wait to go into that house and get a full eight hours of sleep. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again, and it's two in the morning. I'm tired again. (laughs) That's no surprise this week. And today... You ever put too much pressure on yourself to have a good day and then it just doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't work out in your favor. That's what today was. Like, today was our big Halloween party we were going to. We were supposed to go see Zombieland. I knew it was going to be a great day. I had so many expectations of having a fantastic day. And, you know, yesterday, when I had so many good expectations of having a great date with Emily and a great trip to Atlanta, that turned out fine. And then it all came crashing down today. And it's not that I had a... a, It's not that I had, like a super bad day it's just I it it was not the joyous celebration that I thought it was um so yeah like I said we woke up we went and did a little bit of shopping just to finish off the Halloween costumes and I will get into all of that a little bit more when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness and my first pillar is what I am grateful for and today I am grateful for my super amazing friends that when I am at a party with a bunch of people who I don't know who show up for no apparent reason I've got my friends who we can all huddle in a corner and be like why the hell are all these people here I don't know who they are. I don't know where they came from. And just huddling together. And then around like 9.30, all of us huddled. And we were on the couch just like, you remember when we used to be at these parties till like 4.30 in the morning? Yeah. And now it's like 9.30 and we all want to go home. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's nice to not feel alone because I went to the party. And I, I think I'm going to talk to talk about this a little bit more in the uh, in in what I did today that wasn't awesome. But yeah, I just I wasn't having a good time, and I think it's because we're still throwing parties like like we did in college, and that's just not the vibe we want anymore. You know, like in college, and in college at least we had stuff to do. We'd play beer pong and Yu Gi Oh and do a lot of fun stuff like that. I just realized I said beer pong and Yu-Gi-Oh, which really shows the type of friend group that I have. But yeah, we'd have activities. And now it's more like, hey, we're going to have beer and snacks and talk. And that's it. And that's just not our scene, baby. That's not what we want. We want stuff to do. We want some some spirit of adventure behind it. And yeah, I, I like that I wasn't the only one at this party being like, man, I'm tired and I just don't want to be here right now. And luckily I've got my core friends who all, we all sat together like, yeah, no, you're right. We just do not want to be here right now. Can we go, go home and play Spider-Man on PS4? Like give, give me something. So that's what I did today that I'm super grateful for is hang out with some amazing friends. Now, what did I do that's super awesome? And guys, I know I talked about it yesterday. I know I've talked about it this week ad nauseum. But I make a sexy-ass Maleficent. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, Emily ended up doing my uh, eyeshadow. It turned out amazing. I did my own contour, and I have the chiseled cheeks of a god. It's fantastic. 
So that's uh, that's what I did today that's awesome. The wings turned out great for it. The feather thing that I ordered on Wednesday, oh my god, it really pulled the whole look together. It's like the big Lebowski's rug, y'all. It's great. But like, it was so good. I won the costume contest, which I've come close in the past. I've won like third or second. I've always won like funniest costume. This year I was like, nope. I'm getting the best, and I was, and I'm very proud of that. So yeah, what I did today was have a super awesome Maleficent costume. Now, what did I do today that wasn't awesome? And that is the fact that, I don't know, I didn't even try to have a good time, you know? Like, I, I, after all my friends started to disperse, I just kind of became a grumpy pants of, I'm just going to sit here, I'm going to go out and vape, I'm going to... I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna bother with trying to interact with these new people. I'm gonna just accept that I'm not gonna have a good time and I'm not even gonna try. And that was my killing point, I think. Like, I still had a good time, don't get me wrong. Like, the conversations I did have were really good and really funny. And if I was in a conversation that I wasn't liking, I did the good thing that I know I needed to do and I left that, I left that conversation. Yeah, that's that's what I did that wasn't awesome, though, was the fact that almost even before I got in, like, I got in, and I had 10 minutes, 10 minutes of, that's right, y'all, I'm looking hella good, I'm Maleficent, and then, just for the rest of the night, it was complete and total apathy, I did not care, I didn't have any fun, and I don't know, I feel like it's also because it's the same party we've, that we've had for, like, the past 50 years for Halloween, like, it's always the same vibe, and we've never really changed it up, but even then, like, I, I, and that's what's bad, this is one of those things that I don't know how to fix, I just know that I wasn't having a good time, and I could have actively tried harder to, harder to, and I, I don't know, if this is if I'm rambling, it's because it's two in the morning and I've had a few drinks. But like, I don't know, man. I just I feel like I, I I. And once again, this is me putting the pressure on myself, the pressure to have a good time and not accepting that I wasn't having a good time. Which is weird because that's a lesson I was trying to teach earlier in the day to Emily. Because Emily was, anytime Emily goes to see like an action movie that she really likes, she starts to get anxiety because she gets enraptured into the film and she starts getting genuinely worried for these creatures, for, for these people on screen. And that was happening when we went to see Zombieland and it irked me because she was also having a full blown anxiety attack in the film because of it. And so I looked at her and I said, hey... If you needed to take a break or have that presence of mind, that's okay. And so I looked at her and I said, hey, if you needed to take a break and go to the bathroom or do something like like, like that, that would have been fine. And she said, no, I, I was embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by my anxiety. I'm embarrassed that movies do that to me. And I said, no, it, it's fine. That's a perfectly natural reaction. It's a beautiful reaction that she can get so enwrapped with a movie that it literally causes real emotion to come out. I mean, that's what the filmmakers want. Um, but I then told her, like, hey, don't judge that emotion. You know, honor it. Respect the fact that you're having anxiety. Respect that your body wants to create these emotions and let it let it be there. Let it be your little buddy that rides with you and then when it goes away, let it go away. And I should have like I didn't take my own advice 
Because later in the day when I was having a bad time, I could have just looked at myself and said, okay, I'm not having a good time and that's okay. I'm allowed to not have a good time at this party. I'm allowed to feel a little bit bad or a little bit down and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna let that happen. I'm gonna honor it and then I'm gonna move on. But I didn't. Instead, I fixated on it. And I focused on the fact that I wasn't having a good time when I should have been. Uh, so that's what I did today that wasn't awesome. Now, what did I do today to help myself? And this is something that I've rarely ever done, but I was smart about drinking today. I was smart about it, which I'm usually not. Like, I got into the party and I said, it's a party. I I'm, I have to drink. That's what you do at parties, right? You you have to drink. That's not how that works, by the way. You don't have to drink to have a good time. I did it all throughout college, and those were the best parties of my entire life. But I said, I want to drink. But I haven't eaten since before the movie that was earlier in the day. I haven't eaten in like six hours. So instead of immediately going to drinking, which is what Scotty would usually do, I ended up prepping. Like I would walk around the house and I said, hey, where can I grab food? And they pointed me to the food table and I just ate so much food that I knew the alcohol wouldn't destroy me like it has in the past in times that I hadn't prepared for it. And I guess this is advice for any of you guys out there who are like me and have issues with drinking because with me, sober Scotty is very aware of the fact that he needs to only have maybe four or five drinks before things go south. However, three drink in Scotty believes that he needs to consume all the alcohol so he gets superpowers and becomes Captain Party, King of Party Planet. And that's the issue. Uh, So basically... I need to prep as much beforehand to make sure three drinking Scotty has the wherewithal to remember, don't drink anymore. And so that's what I did tonight, man. I sat there and I prepped. I ended up drinking, or I ended up eating a lot of food to prepare, drinking some water, making sure my body was going to be in the best state to deal with the poison I was about to give to it. Because that is essentially all alcohol is. It is a poison. It messes with your body. It messes with your brain. And that's why things get all funny and fun when you drink. So that's, uh, I feel like it's something that you do need to prepare for. You need to prepare your body for the battle it's about to go through. I also learned interesting things. I, I eventually one day want to write a book about all of the different, and the ways they affect you. Because I know like, with with scotch whiskey i get really angry uh with a with a bourbon cocktail or a normal whiskey or maybe even a tequila or vodka i get happier like those kind of liquors i get happier and a little bit more fun and party like i learned tonight that beer or more specifically what i had tonight was reds like reds apple ale that just makes scotty real tired and real sad so That also added to me not having fun at the party was the fact that I was full up on reds and reds just makes me tired and not wanting to deal with anybody's BS. So yeah, I I learned a lot about my drinking habits tonight and how to help it, how to hurt it, what drinks get me where I need to go, what drinks are just going to waste my time and give me empty calories. So yeah, that's something that I never 
realized you really need to do as a drinker is sit down and analyze everything. But it is really important to know what alcohol does to your body and what types of alcohol do things to your body. Because it's something that if you had told me before I started drinking, like, oh yeah, vodka does this, but tequila does this, but a beer does this, I wouldn't have believed you. And I don't even know if there's science to back it up. If there is, please tell me at Scotty Mo on Twitter. But it's fun to see what specific alcohols do to my body. So uh, for right now, though, I'm going to go inside. Emily's still awake, which is a great feeling that I get to go inside and be with my wife and love her and give her all of the attention she needs. And so I will see you guys tomorrow or next week. It's next week, right? Oh, crap, it is the end of the week. We've done five episodes. Holy crap. So yeah, that was this week. Now, it's weird listening back <laughs> and being like, oh, that's right, this week I was interviewed by Todd Cochran and went to go to Google and talk with them and also created a dope Maleficent outfit and, and like just <laughs> all of these things compiling and going more and more and more. It's a really cool feeling. <laughs> so yeah, it was a great week. Um, I had a lot of different moments and a lot of questions come up. So if you got responses to them, you know where to send them at Scotty Mo on Twitter, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Let me also remind everybody at home just to leave us a review on iTunes or on Podchaser, just because in these first eight weeks, basically this is where iTunes is going to figure out if they want to put us on new and noteworthy. And guys, I've never gotten a new and noteworthy podcast before. It's a big deal. And let me put it this way. All my other podcasts are far too old to be new and noteworthy so we need your help so do the subscribes on the iTunes and leave us the reviews it would mean the entire world to me if you guys would also remember to pick up some BS merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash a load of BS and of course remember if you guys would be interested in a individual patreon for this show where like i would send you guys all of the audio files unedited which would mean you would hear all of the mistakes and all of the times i had to repeat myself let me know i'm thinking about setting it up and also we could do longer talks about all of these different topics i could do them like every other week i i don't know if it's something you'd be interesting interested in and interested in donating to let me know on the Twitter machine. But of course, until next time, don't forget to be awesome, and I won't forget to be me again.